Cole and Jake back at you. Halloween day with our final spooky movie. Oh, so terrifying. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. The ghouls. You know, I don't know if people are going to be mad that we didn't do like, I don't know, classic Legit Halloween, Halloween movies. Like yeah. We just kind of did like yeah. scary quote unquote it's movies. Make the choices. Yeah. I made the choices. Maybe they're pissed <laughs> for. I don't know. Maybe there's movies I wanted to see again or see for the first time. Hey, we're trying to be different, yo. I guess. The theme was... <laughs> Scary Halloween. I didn't go like it's got to be taking place on Halloween, or just the Halloween movie franchise. Or I didn't go down Freddy Krueger Lane. Yeah. Or you Nightmare. Really, or you, uh, you really didn't go Jason. Halloween at all. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, yeah. you could do like trick or, or treat move. The movie. I mean, even horror. You didn't even go yeah, solid horror. Right. I, you know. Here's I the know. thing with the streaming services. Scary movies really hit their peak. Around like Halloween. Closer, and we're yeah. recording these earlier than yeah. that. So, yeah. and if you watch what's happening in modern day releases, you got scary movies popping out at random times. I'm pretty sure there's some out during the summer now. Oh, for sure. That I just saw a trailer for yesterday. I was like, huh, never heard of it. It comes <laughs> out in three days. Okay. Guess we'll go f- you know, see how that works out. We're just trying to be like individual free thinkers, you know, <laughs> you know, do our own thing. You know, we're trying to, you know, uh, bend the genre, you know. Sure. You know, well, that's what ha- we're having said that, we're going to talk about a movie released January 10th of 2020. Ooh, keeping it relevant. Sure. Keeping it new. Uh, we're doing Underwater. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, directed by William Eubank. This is an interesting thing. Again, when we talked about Cell and we're talking about the director, this gentleman has six credits, small potatoes when it comes to you know, a director's work. Uh, Love, I do remember starting The Signal, 2014's The Signal, and not finishing it for some reason. I might have to go back and reevaluate that. I don't know that one. Underwater, and then he's got post-production of an untitled Paranormal Activity sequel. Ooh, we've had two directors now who've been to Paranormal World. There you go. That's the link to Halloween. Yep. And then two announced movies. So, I mean, even with his six credits, one's in post, two are announced. So, technically, he's got three done out to be watched <laughs> right now as we speak. That is so take few. it for, for what it is. A uh, story by Brian Duffield. And this guy also, not a whole lot, 12 credits to his name. Um, is this completely movie it's not based on a book or a short story or anything we will get into that okay but no like the source material for this uh-huh. i'm pretty sure is an original idea from Ooh. hp lovecraft whatever that and is cthulhu okay well okay well, you're not in the i am not in the know hp lovecraft author back in the day kind of old-timey oh really yeah, like space kind of horror, like uh, I'll probably oh, say now, like so sci-fi horror, right now. Yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, yeah, just to blow your mind. Uh, the writer, quarantine short. Some uh, he did Divergent series Insurgent. Ooh, I remember that title. Never seen any of those movies. Me neither. Uh, the Babysitter was on Netflix. Enjoyed that. And oh, then, I did not see that. Uh-huh. And then went on to Underwater and then did the sequel to The Babysitter, uh, Quiller, Killer Queen. Kind of fun, too. And then just Loving Monsters. And then he's got three announced movies. Skull Island TV series is one of those. So, yeah, take it for what it is. He's a writer. And let's see. Who are we starring? Kristen Stewart. Mm, I'm it's the only one I that. know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, T.J. Miller. 
Yeah. I knew two names out of this. And he's cast. essentially almost in like a Cloverfield esque movie again. I remember Cloverfield, do you? He was in that. He was, he was in like Cloverfield? the cameraman. Man? I don't know why I said man. Right he weird. was? Yeah, he was the cameraman. I'm not going to fact check myself because I don't care. <laughs> uh, starring Kristen Stewart and Vincent Castle. Cassell, <gasps> Vincent, yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah. Jessica Henwick. Yeah, John Gallagher Jr., T.J. Miller. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. By 20th Century Fox. That might be played later when we talk about why this movie's got a shitty release date. Uh, budget. Uh, yeah, we're just going to say it's 50 to 80 million. Says really? Either. Yeah, we're not going to pin down an exact number on that. We can. Wouldn't it be nice to say, oh, what's my budget? I don't know. Anywhere between uh, 50 to 80 million. Plus or minus 10 yeah, million. It's you just know. money. Who cares? No big deal. It's uh, just plus yeah. or minus. Box office, uh, 40.9. Really? So even if we're at the low end of our budget, we did not make our money back. Unfortunately, Whoa. folks. But you got to give it credit. 2020. Not a lot of theaters open in 2020. That's true. Okay. Well, my Wikipedia, let's just go into this real okay. quick. Uh, underwater follows a group of workers on a drilling facility at the bottom of the ocean who encounter hostile creatures after an earthquake destroyed the facility. The film is loosely based on the Cthulhu mythos as it features Cthulhu and the Deep Ones as the antagonist. It was released in the United States oh. in January by 20th Century Fox. The film received mixed reviews with $41 million. Um, Notably, it was the final film released under 20th Century Fox as the new owner, Walt Disney... Changes the company's name to 20th Century Studios just a week after its release. The oh. film kind of sat there for a little bit. So we're talking a movie that was probably in the can for two years before it saw the light of day. For sure. And so they just jumped it in January and said, well, screw it. It's yep. done. Let's get it out there. Yep. I've heard that with a couple other movies where the star in it is bigger now than if that movie would have come out. And now that they're really big, like, oh, maybe we should get this out. And you're like, oh, but this is five years before they made it big. Interesting. And this movie kind of sucked. But whatever. (laughs) So, Underwater. I do remember trailers for this. And my first thought was, god damn, that name sucks. And boy, does that look like shit. What? Here's my problem. Okay. TJ Miller, I can take or leave. I don't care. The hurdle with this for me is Kristen Stewart. And the problem is I have only seen one of the Twilight movies. Everything else has been like a YouTube dissing on the movie. The acting on that movie, those movies are just awful. Same with Robert Pattinson. I've had to warm up to the two of these, both of these actors separately and take them out of the Twilight world. But didn't you see uh, American Ultra? Yes. With Stuart? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's for t- me. It's, that was the turning point. Okay. I was that's, like, okay, I could watch her. She can. She can do it. I don't seek her movies either. Oh, I don't seek them out. I will watch some of them. Yeah, I'm I'll fine. watch them. I'm, I'm okay with it. With it. She's yeah. not like superb. No, she, no. She she's, does well for what this movie. She's is not terrible, for. but she's not um, amazing either. She's okay. She's not your highest caliber oh, actress, no, whatever. No, I wouldn't call her that, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Why, why? No, why, why definitely, definitely you? not. No, no, no. 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 Um, I, thought, I thought her... So I feel like she's very tight-cast for a reason. I feel like she's very one-dimensional type actress. She just does one type of character. And I felt like this character she was playing fits with her sort of personality. Okay. For me. Well, not Dead Eye Twilight, but more. It's still like 
like Th- uh, this is minimal. She's like deadpan though. She's a deadpan. She's like a deadpan actress in my mind. Well, is, that, is, like that, American, is that the right word? Not sure. You bring up American Ultra. I mean, she's doing stuff on that. That's I yeah, would say more engaging. Sure, that's inherent in the movie, but her personality in that movie is still pretty unemotional. Okay. Even when she's trying to be emotional, that's just not her shtick. <laughs> right? Or am I wrong? I, I don't be. I don't know. That's how that's I'm how it is in my brain. That's, that's how it is in my brain. No. I don't have enough sample size to make an argument of Right, right. It that's how you say with Robert Pattinson. I won't watch the Twilights because I think they're both terrible in it and I don't like those movies. That's right. not my thing. Take him out of that context of other movies. I have enjoyed seeing him, and fuck's sake, he's going to be Batman. So what? someone sees something in him. Well, yeah, because he generates revenue. That's all he sees, dollar signs. Is it weird that an actor who once played a vampire is now playing a bat? Yes. Man. Yes. Oh, does he, does he suit sparkle? Absolutely. <laughs> the bat suit is glittery. Yeah, oh yeah. God. Yeah, The so <laughs> so does the bat signal. It glimmers in the sky. <laughs> Just a, it reflects off a disco ball that they put into yes. this guy. Got it. Genius. All right. Um, so, what other movies have you seen from him? I can't name them. I've I'm only terrible. ever seen him in uh, Twilight. <sighs> You're going to make me think, and so, I don't want to think. No, that's fine. That's fine. And the only reason I bring that up is for me, um, Harry Potter, watching Rad- Radcliffe. Radcliffe, after the Harry Potter movies, enjoyed the Harry Potter movies. Agreed. He was mon- He was my least favorite character. By far, in every single movie, I hated him so much, and I judged him as an actor. And so, <laughs> watching him in other movies and other things, I'm like, oh, I actually like him. I hate him in Harry Potter, but that's because of the character. Versus in these other movies, I rather enjoy the things he does. Well, when so, you get Pattinson, act- I'm curious if it's similar. Well, we get an actor who does, like, four-plus movies in a franchise, and then, like, when you get them to branch out and do other things, like, it's a little jarring. You're like, it's oh, tough. I've only know you from this. And right. I get I get how even older actors, like, I don't want to play the same character for yeah, a I decade. Yeah, I don't want to be typecast. But, yeah. again, like, but you can always go and do other things. If you're a good actor, the roles will come. You can do things. Yes. All right. Anyway. Just look at Cage. <laughs> Back to Cage. You off Cage's case. <laughs> IMDb's got this movie rated at a 5.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes of 47%, Metacritic at a 48%. Is that a fair assessment of this movie? For me, it's lower, um, but it's Ooh. fair. You put it below the 40s and below a 5.8? For me, I'd put it slightly above. Okay. I thought it... Um, so, like... Let's get into this. You're, you're going to spearhead this a little bit more. So Disclosure, so, I've seen this movie twice. We were wavering on what we want to do for this movie. I watched it because I legit wanted to watch it again. I enjoy this movie, and I didn't take any notes. And then we decided to do this movie. Like I'm not watching it for a third time. I don't have the time. I watched it two times. Jake here is gonna so lead the discussion today. So I like the movie. Okay. Um, so what you were saying in the beginning, this is based on the ethos of blah 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 blah. Of something you've never heard of, apparently. Yes. Okay. And for me, that is where this movie falls short. If I had a basic oh. understanding of the ethos. Why? Because I, I'm questioning what is happening. But what are these things? Why is this happening? Where what? are they coming from? If I had a basis of like any other like mythological creature like Godzilla, well, Godzilla comes through the okay, city. Okay, now blah, wait. Blah, you know, you, it's so like I accept it more. The first time I saw this, I had to do a deep dive again. Okay, a mile deep dive through the internet of that's, understanding what's going that's on. That's what I should do. And yeah. <laughs> there is a YouTube channel that likes to go through 
the some of these movies and the chief complaint comes was the start of this movie and i disagree with the analysis of we should have had more backstory and character development before we jump into the action. And I, I disagree. Like, no, I disagree. I like that shit's happening within five minutes. I also like that literally what's happening has nothing to do with what they did previously. It, we, we it, have, we, yes. for, for me personally, the movie starts out exactly what you're saying. I love that it jumps right into it. Yes. And literally the opening credits gives me everything I need to know. Yes. Deep diving or uh, a deep drilling operation. And even the end credits. Boom. Give you some closure. Yeah, it's like you get yes. some background. We, 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 we've gotten this information from so many other sources, so many other movies, just daily life. This is a drilling rig. There's going to be engineers. There's going to be scientists. There's going to be specialists. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. They're yep. automatically there. Because this movie clocks in, what, hour and a half? Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because this movie could have been easily bogged down with like, oh, could I don't have know, been. shots of like surface people trying to figure out what's going on too and giving yep. us exposition. Yep. Whereas we're down in it, learning with our characters what's happening. We're learning the, the 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 layout of not only the rigs, but also the rig layouts on the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is great. For me, it's nothing too much that I'm like, what is happening? Where are we? Well, they name each rig. They talk about them throughout the movie. You yep. understand, oh, we're here. We're trying to get here. Oh, there's this other one that possibly could have something like we understand all of these things at least for me it was very it was pretty streamlined you know yes because you could get easily again bogged down yes. with the added information that you don't need because we're thrust into this world where they know all the information we're here to pick it up as we go i don't need a five minute backstory of describing each rig anything. and the transition of the rigs we're, and stuff we're yeah. here we're in an emergency Boom. We don't know what's going on either. In the Kepler. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all it is. Yeah. This movie has also been accused of being, I mean, and this is why I hate saying it, like, it's been accused of being like other movies. And yes. Sure. But other movies are also like other movies because. That's how you, society works. I mean, <laughs> we build on stories. That's And I maybe mean, I'm a sucker for this know. movie because I like Alien. You know, Ooh. for me, I think that's why too. Like, I enjoy these t- these type of sci fi movies. Yes. So you go back to Alien is a good movie. Yes. But Alien also builds up the suspense of before all the action happens. There's a lot and, more suspense. And so you go back to your original point of like, well, I could use a little bit more mythos of what's going on. We don't get that in Alien of where the aches come from. They're exactly. just on a ship. Yeah. So it's a mystery. Oh, well, now I we mean, got this thing going on. And we don't know anything about it. I, it, it is what it you is. You know, I mean, I think one thing that we've experienced with these podcasts, if you have backstory that can kind of ruin it, look at Critters. <laughs> <laughs> they gave backstory. I uh, would have rather it just been like, boom, spaceship, here's Critters. Well, so here's you know? the question for you. We both agree the intro or the start of this movie is great. Uh-huh. Apply that. We're talking about aliens. Apply that to aliens. Start it from, if you were to take aliens, not alien, I'm sorry. Alien, the original, and start it. Uh, let's let's pick the scene where they're getting back on the ship and the guy's got it on his face. If you start the movie there, are you losing anything from the rest of the movie, except from maybe some dialogue and some maybe intrigue of why they're there? But you change you change the fundamental core of that movie of starting it at a different point where now we're all of a sudden like, okay, well that's weird. What's going on? Yes, I think you do 
And I would say it's based on the decade or the time period that the movie is actually made and released. So Alien was made in the 80s, correct? 70s. 70s. That was a completely different time than now. Right now, I feel like we're in a time period where you cannot just cycle the same old crap. Well, you can. But if you're coming up with a quote-unquote new movie, if you just title it, this is a reboot of Alien, you could get away with that. But if you're coming up with a movie that's... It's called Prometheus. Is it? Does it suck? What? I thought Prometheus predated Alien. Uh, You know what? I don't, want to get, I don't want to get into and the Prometheus Alien was so the good. Uh, Prometheus is, was so good. That's a oh. review for a different day. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like what Alien did back when it came out had to have happened back then. I feel like if they would have done like what we're talking about now, it would have been too much. It would have been too much mystery. I feel like back then, more ex- explanation was required versus now the lack of explanation is kind of enjoyable. It's sought after in a way because we're just getting, you know, a series of storylines that we've already heard over and over. At least that's my take. Okay, so what if you take Underwater and add 10 minutes before we're introduced to Kristen Stewart's character of them drilling and then the creature and all the people popping up and then we cut to her. Yeah, I I would say it would be appropriate to have a shot of the Roebuck doing its drilling operation and then having the creature burst out and fuck up that entire rig. But you're already, then you just got rid of all the mystery. For sure. I, I feel like it still works though. If there isn't like explanation, you just see chaos. And then with that, you know, I would assume soon after that, like Kristen Stewart's area is getting demolished by the creatures. Phrasing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Anyway. I see. I see. Yeah, see, see what I did there? Yeah. Not very Quick smart. catch. Quick <laughs> catch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really enjoy, like you're saying, um, right from the get go, the the camera angles. I thought having it shot at a downward angle, shooting up, created uh, helped uh, create chaos within the scene. Okay. But also didn't become like annoying, you know. Like it's it's still jarring. They still did like the unstable, you know, shots, which implies like a lot of vibration, a lot of movement. I get that chaos, but I felt like having it having the camera angle um, pointed up to them created additional like I don't know chaos and a different like feel to the whole like scene. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. What's the deal with uh, Kristen Stewart <laughs> pressing on her sternum? Did you pick that up? Yeah, I think that was more of a um, nervous tick. Uh, that's but, what I was. The first little bit, then it goes away. I, I right, get the to impression like, help, through, like focus inward type of deal. I kind of get the impression she's claustrophobic also and doesn't like oh. the dark. Because there's a couple of times like when they're trying to scurry through the little tunnel area that's already clapped, like she's really hesitant, but like she has to do it. Again, if we want to ape on eight, like she's the Ripley of this movie. Sure. And for sure. one of my things with this is however you want to like with alien and aliens when they go into their cryo sleep, like it's the minimum amount of clothes. This movie is the same thing. Like it's the minimum yeah. amount of clothes for somebody who's underwater. And it's like, 
both of these environments are cold. I get you're in a building, but I mean, and right. she's also in the bathroom. So we're kind of establishing like she's maybe she's up early. She's getting ready for the right. day. I mean, it's skimpy attire for most of this movie. Absolutely. Which I don't know. I guess I got, I guess I got the impression she was more claustrophobic and just was because we find out later she's got a dead husband, fiance, something like that. And I kind of think this was an escape because it is otherworldly and she can disengage from the rest of the world. We don't know how long she's been down there already. Right. What, you know, how long they're supposed to be down there for before they rotate out. Like, we don't know any of that. So, yeah, same with uh, the captain. You know, he's talking about his 14 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. Nora knows that. She's definitely not 14 anymore because she's older. And then she doesn't even know that that kid's dead. And like you're saying, the the captain is so wrapped up in the fantasy because he's underwater. He's disconnected. The daughter's still alive, I guess. That was my take. Um, No. No? No. She was dead also because he was asked Yeah, the, the daughter question. was dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. She died was... at 14 because she found Yeah, and she ke- yeah. he keeps like maintaining that. Yeah, um, that she's still alive. She's 14. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood what you were talking oh, okay. about. I'm there now. The flow. We've kind of talked about the flow of this movie. So we've got a small group. How do you feel about the body count? Um, I'm okay with it. Aren't you? Like, I like uh, minimal survivor uh, movies in super like destructive, like chaotic movies like this. I feel like it's very yeah. appropriate, especially when it's not clear who's going to survive at any moment. Well, I mean, I okay. So, were you we'll jump to the end? Were you surprised by the ending? Kinda, but not really. I kind of saw it coming. I don't even know why, but you know what I mean. It's yeah, kind of wh- like when did you see it coming? Not till the very end. Okay, when she was thinking about it, it's like it's clear what she had to do. You know, the captain already sacrificed himself. Save the crew. Not really. She, <laughs> he was taken away. No, no. She, uh, he sacrificed himself. Oh, that's well, right. Well, no, no. He saved Nora. Yeah, he was okay, dead no yeah. matter what. Yeah. But he was saving her. You know what I mean? So essentially, like, that that theme, that overwhelming theme, because Nora became the next in charge. She because, had not very many people. Right. But in terms of, like, hierarchy, she's definitely in the most seasoned, the most experienced, the most leadership-worthy. And she was. She was taking command. So it makes sense that she would take that responsibility onto herself. Emily was in no shape. Uh, Smith was completely out of it. She was a clear choice to make life or death choices. Yeah. And she did. I'll give this movie this also. It's not It's not beefy in dialogue. No. In concept. We're, we're, we're solely a survivor movie. I'll give it credit, though. It's filming and its set pieces are good. Yes. I, that's what that, I think. That's why I like this movie so much. Is like it's the atmosphere of it. Yeah, you don't need the dialogue. Draws you in. Like all we have is like we know we know the stakes because they tell us the stakes without having to be like, oh well, your air what do they call it the air scrubber happen like it gets malfunctioned on one guy. Like we don't need another again more dialogue to explain what goes on. Like we're showing the dangers. Yeah, of these suits. What happens it. Okay, there's one guy who doesn't have a good helmet, and when they start putting the pressure on, like, dude, oh, yeah. this guy's helmet cracks, and this dude explodes. No, implodes. Implodes? Yeah. Dude. That was pretty gnarly. I forget I forget realistic. this movie's only PG-13. It is? I'm pretty sure, and I was like, there's holy a lot of, balls. There's a lot of blood and gore for PG-13. Well, and it says fuck twice, and I it thought does? That was, I thought you can only get away with the one, huh. so I'm... I'm confused. Yeah, I've got it right here. PG-13. 
It's huh. an action horror. Yeah, you see, you see, like, was it an eyeball floating in the wa- something floating in the water? Just uh, probably his, his hand floated away after he imploded. Oh, floated by her yeah, face. There's some things, um, but yeah, just chunks of him were in the water too. Obviously, <laughs> lots of blood. Yeah, pretty gnarly. Good scene though. All right, yeah. what we're talking about? Death. T.J. Miller. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I like that. Oh, I I like the uh, the build up too. I thought that was a great play on expectation. What do you mean? How they're pulling on the cable that he's attached to, pull, trying to pull him through, and it's like stuck, and you're like, well, they got him. Clearly, they got him. It's they just going to be- They'll, they'll unhook it in time. It's going to be a bloody mess. No, I was thinking- that Oh. That's why it was hung up. Like, the alien creature thing already got him. Oh. So then, they were just going to pull up a piece of the suit, or it was he was going to be all bloodied and dead- like, they already got him. But then he pops up. Ha ha, got you. Like, he was playing a joke on him. Just being kind of a dick. And then the he time. does get... Okay. <laughs> okay. So, they do start getting him back under... I guess one gripe I have with this movie is, like, with other things, is the removing of the helmets every chance they get. And, and I get, my, my only take is that they're doing that to preserve uh, the air. Okay. that And that's fair assessment. But he they, they have to rush to get it back on. And then... uh they pull him back and like, do they rip like his lower half of his body off? Because all you really see is you see a, the, the suit disconnect. Yeah, like I, I blood assume, into the headpiece of it, and you're like, oh, he dead. Yeah, my take is that yeah the yeah my interpretation of that scene was that they the creature was obviously pulling from the leg. Yeah, and then ripped his body through that leg hole and created all that blood. <laughs> Gruesome. So, yeah, probably yeah. the best deaths of the movies we've covered so far is like these pretty solid, pretty, pretty good, pretty solid deaths. I do like how there's a ticking clock, but not a ticking clock because they establish like they got to get down to lower levels because they oh. can't go up. They got to go to the Roebuck. Yeah, and they take essentially like this elevator that's outside, right of the of the structure trying to get to the yeah. the grounds or whatever. Yeah, up until this point. We are in a disaster movie and not knowing what's going on. All we know is that it's collapsing around them. They got to figure out a way to get out. All the skate pods are either damaged or gone. In their current location, and mm -hmm. their only chance is to go to a different rig that might have pods. That might have the pods, yeah. So when they get down, they're trying to get a signal. Or no, they're following a signal because they think they're a survivor. And this is when we're introduced to the baby creature. Creature. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. How this I this I can have a problem with. Okay. I don't know if I like the introduction of this little creature before we see the big creatures because we're not really introduced to the big ones until they crash that elevator thing and they're just like standing on the building, all you see is shadows and it's kind of Cloverfield esque with the filming of like you see it but you don't, you really have to pay attention to it. Right. I don't know if I like the introduction of like the baby. Especially once you know, like, these things are attached or coming from the big Cthulhu monster. Like, well, why is there these little babies? That's one of the, like, small quibbles I have with this. Of like, you're introducing yeah. something a little too early Well, that doesn't come back and isn't really, con like, going after them. So, well, that's bleh. another that's another thing, too. It's like, um, for me, the scene makes sense from the standpoint of creatures are going to put their babies on dead food well not anything alive but why are they having babies? but then why are they having babies two why is that the only time we ever see babies yeah exactly yeah because uh, why it, why does that why does that matter at all? That, as the movie goes you get the impression 
they disturb the slumber of this creature, and that's why it's attacking. It's not to reproduce. It's it, it's already so, always doing what it's doing. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't like this introduction of True. the baby creature for, where we've got these big, the adults, for, and then the behemoth monster later. Right. This just seems like we're here to add a little bit of time to the movie, a little bit more intrigue, and it's like, well, for eh, what you said way. earlier, too, it's like, it seems like they're uh, paying homage to Alien. Oh, good point. I, that's the only thing that makes sense. Because uh, it Literally, does fly at him, kind of like fly, a facehugger. All right. It flies, you know, it's this weird entity thing. This weird yeah. alien creature thing that's like, yeah, I feel like it's very like it, homaging, um, if that's the right word. Homage. For, homage, homage for uh, alien. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess that's, that's a good point. In that context, I feel like it, it's acceptable. Otherwise, it makes no sense. It for, doesn't need to be there. For as, as many different movies as this movie homages, it'd be really easy to be mad at it. I still oh, enjoy sure. this movie, though. For sure. And again, maybe I'm just a sucker for. Well, it's not space, so it's the next best thing. And maybe it's because it's feeding on my own fears of deep water anyway. That I'm like, honestly, fuck that, I like, wouldn't be down there anyway. It's legit. Like we know so little about the the deepest parts of the ocean. Like literally, we can't even go down there. So who knows? So when we've got something at the bottom of the Mariana Trench yeah. that's housing. Let people alone not only that, that yeah, we've ate, we fit, we've uh, developed the technology to go down there. Mm-hmm. Not only go down there, but live there. Not only live there, but also drill into the core of the earth and extract whatever they're extracting. It's just, it's uh, scary is it because. Oil or something? Yeah. Because you're playing on that, that f- your life is delicate as it is, and now you're in this pressurized can. Yeah. You know, that opening scene where she's running down the hallway and she's debating whether to shut the door before some other people get there and she yeah. knows she's not gonna, they're not going to make it. She sh- shuts it and you get that exterior shot of this thing just shrinking on itself. If there yeah. are people alive in there during that, like they're just crushed. They're, That's terrifying to think yeah. about. Like anything that happens to that structure that compromises that integrity, like you're crushed. You're dead. Yeah. There's, it's there's literally, no, like you're there's saying, nothing to it's, it. it's just like, like um, getting sucked space. Out, of the, out of the aircraft, uh, spacecraft in space. Yeah. Unless you're aliens and then you hold on to things that don't get sucked out of. Yeah. Anyways. You don't need oxygen. <sighs> That's overrated. And so another thing, too, like, it's not like you can step out and breathe. Like you're also dependent on right. a suit working, plenty of oxygen, and then not getting crushed. Yeah, all terrifying factors. Places. I mean, they stated it multiple times. Like we shouldn't be down here. We don't belong here. We shouldn't be drilling. The ocean's getting back. Like all legit, like rational things when things are going wrong. And it's I like, do like why we should not be here at all. I do like that it doesn't harp on like the environmental aspect of it either of like it could really be in your face with that. Right. And it takes like there's one of the girls who's a little more freaked out because this isn't her thing. And she's, right. you know, that's just her wanting to rationalize what's happening because right. there's no logical reason these creatures should be here. Well, it's the earth. Well, kind of retaliating. We're not supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah but the message isn't like, well, oil's bad. Right. It's just like, no, maybe we brought this on ourselves. Yeah. That weird thinking when you got can't rationalize the Which explanation. Which is like a really good rational thing to think about, like with uh, Alien too. It's like, well, if they wouldn't have been exploring, they wouldn't have found the face hugger, you know? So it's kind of the same premise of like, at a certain point, exploring is a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever seen like The Abyss, it's not a horror movie, but there's some of that fears too of, 
you're deep underwater, there's a mystery, like you're very limited and what you can do before you are really jeopardize your life. You know, you can make the right. same argument when you do like mountain climbing absolutely. and, you know, extreme hiking, like you're very, you're limiting your options. And, and you're in places that literally humans don't yeah. live. Yeah. And this was For like, they're sending down subs. Yeah. Like it seems like, this movie does take place in the future and they don't, Absolutely. you know, it could be easy to have like the out of like, oh yeah, of course we've got like submarines. But for some reason they saw like single person escape pods, which I found a little weird. That so is it's like, so point. that means you're telling me if you've got 500 people on this thing, you got to have 500 individual escape pods. You've got to well, assume everybody could make it off if there's an emergency. Yeah, that is. This isn't point. the Titanic. Well, it kind of is. Well, so I'm thinking in terms of like real life in the super deep submersibles. One one man okay. submersibles. They're really tiny. They're literally big enough yeah. for one person. So then, from that logic, that makes sense because, like the, I'm rationalizing it with the actual structure, the rigs. Yeah, they're huge. They're huge, but they're stationary. They're staying at constant pressure. They're not a vessel that's traveling, descending and ascending through various pressures. You know, so in that in that way, it works in my mind. I could be wrong though. Here's another question, too. Um, again, because I don't have the background information with uh, Cthulhu. Is that what? Yeah. Read a um, book. Read right? a book once in a while. Yeah. Uh, freaking do some research ignorant first. Ignorant um, The temperature thing. I'm thinking, well, if these creatures are from the Earth, the ground is hot. <laughs> right? And the well, bottom of the ocean is super cold. Right? Uh-huh. So apparently these creatures aren't affected by temperature or are these creatures just at the bottom of the Marianas Trench? Because well, the, way, the this... way they look, it looks like they're designed to be at the bottom of the ocean, not in rock or so, lava or something. Does this movie not tell us that when they were digging, like they might have hit wherever this thing was living? Or does this thing like is just walking the trench and decides to attack? Because like going with your know. question, like, are you saying this this creature should have no business being able to go to the surface then and survive? That's what I'm asking because I don't know the background of this creature. I don't know. And either. again, like watching, I've watched this movie twice, and oh, wow. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could you you mentioned this thing might have been an alien. You know, if you want to take like the Cloverfield approach, Cloverfield is an alien, and maybe this is just something that settled at the bottom of the ocean at some time, well, or then, it's then just I'm something thinking that's always like Godzilla. Been here. Yeah, Godzilla well, came from the ocean, right? What, what about radiation? Oh, was it? It was nuclear. See, on. I'm terrible with background stories. Well, uh, yeah, that's the one I can remember. Maybe <laughs> it's changed. I don't know. I'm not too caught up on my Godzillas. <laughs> no, but I think this movie does a good job of opening the doorway to more movies like this, and if not a continuation. Because if you want to go with like uh, Cthulhu's like an otherworldly, other dimension being, you could easily have. I I hate trying to keep talking about Cloverfield, but you've got three Cloverfield movies out there that play on like it's almost like an anthology thing. Like right. we don't know what's going on. It's this weird. There's a creature. Here's the movie, and maybe this movie is one and done. I'm fine with that, and maybe it sparks like a weird anthology of like. I would say, based on the things, the based box on office, the box office, there's no way. No. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Well, um, like we talked about Stephen King, he's had shitty box offices, and he's still. Yeah, but that he has a basis of novels to draw off of. Well, okay. Here's the thing: we also talk about when we talk, when we discuss Cell, 
you've got names to that movie and source material with with recognition. This is relatively unknown, except for probably Kristen Stewart at this time and T.J. Miller. But you've got you know director writer who you know not right. big on the resume. I don't know so much about the other actors, but this movie succeeds in a lot of ways. Like Cell yeah. doesn't, Absolutely. or some of your other like quote unquote blockbuster higher end. Right. Multi-million dollar. Well, this was way higher budget than Cell. Shocking in itself. How that's possible, I, I don't, don't I don't see it, but I mean. Because you're shooting on a green screen and having to put in CG underwater stuff, probably, maybe. If you're doing a bunch of CG, isn't CG super affordable versus live know. shooting? Sure. <laughs> maybe. It's got to be. Yeah, you don't have Kristen's- all that crew. You don't have, uh, you know, you're not driving to location. You're not waiting for conditions to be right. Well, maybe it's got to be cheaper doing CGI. Well, they had some good set pieces, so maybe it was just true. You know, real effects. They had decent set pieces for sure. They had some space to them. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about Cell because that was the last thing we talked about, and that's fresh on my brain. Me too. It's so good. (laughs) Everybody should watch it. Yeah. Well, this has been my favorite (laughs) of the Halloween movies. That well, no, Willy's Wonderland, Adventureland, Wonderland. Again, still can't remember the movie. I want to talk about the uh, the propaganda that's playing throughout the movie of the company policies and stuff, like the t- stereotypical corporation. Um, like we're we're not. Uh, oh, we're family. We're this is oh. just work. We're family or, I, and stuff like that. Or like funny. safety is you know <laughs> safety in numbers. You know the buddy system works. And oh. she's like has to be by herself in the. Oh, yeah, don't she's don't work alone. Right. Oh, I, I, I thought that was funny. Great. You picked up on more of like the OSHA mentality of like everybody stay tight. I, uh, so, yeah. So, throughout the movie, they're like always like a voice saying of like their policies. And it's like, man, if that's running all the time oh. and it's always speaking, like that would get annoying. Yeah. But I mean, that's how they do propaganda. Yeah. But even when you're a deep sea underwater guy, like you and- probably don't want to work alone out there. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying what they're, that is what they're saying is, is false. But what I'm saying is like the whole like the 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 voice, the automated message yeah. that's replaying over and over. It's well, almost like they're trying to sell you something like, welcome to Titan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. It's well, like, well maybe it's playing because it's all falling apart and something got <laughs> turned on. <laughs> maybe, yeah. They only play it for when they have like tours of investors. Oh my god! Come invest in our corporation. Yeah, exactly. So then I had other questions that really could be uh, answered with researching um, <laughs> the movie. Like, yeah, okay. I was like, why are these creatures like biped- bipedal? Because it's. I think it's just off the lore of what right, right. was created from HP. Exactly. Exactly. They did not. They did not <laughs> have like mermaid tails, right? They were. They had arms and legs. Yes, that, I. That's, that's what I saw. I saw okay. uh, webbed toes and feet. Legs and arms. Okay. And You're right. uh, a head, a humanoid head that was able to expand because they're made of jelly, apparently. When they uh, swallow Kristen Stewart and she blasts it and then yeah. bursts out of it, no problem. I'm thinking, oh, so they're super like soft tissue. Well, if you think of like sea creatures, there's not very many. No, bones 100%. In a lot it of makes them, sense. But, yeah. but then I'm, I'm wondering, how are they able to like suck tj miller out of his suit how are they able to destroy these these crafts okay now wait you, know you bring mean? up a good question are they physically destroying the um station that they are in or is it just a response from the 
big creature my understanding, wreaking havoc on Yeah, my understanding the giant craft or the giant uh creature, I, Cthulhu I assume, is the one that's destroying the all the rigs. It's not the individual well, see, little but, things. Whatever they're called. I guess I'm gonna start poking holes in the movie I like here. Okay. Let's do it. Cthulhu Monster. The great it, old one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it only been over at the Roebuck the whole time? I ask this because how long do you think this movie takes? From start to finish, how long does it take them to get to the Roebuck? They they meet the captain, they do the research, they descend down, they do the walk, she gets separated to the uh offshoot station that's been abandoned. Kind of have issues with this abandoned station that still has oxygen. Still livable. Yeah, fully still has supplies in it. Any and then she comes back to the group and they made to the Roebuck. Roebuck. So between start to when she detonates, how, how long, long is this taking? Three hours. I, I only ask this because if this big ass creature is destroying things, how is it the Roebuck is still functioning at all? That is a good point because in that scene they're like, "Wow, how does it get upended?" But then again, I don't know the structure of the platform and stuff i don't know maybe it just upended a portion of it or something i don't know because i thought the creatures were out like scouting destroying while it was back at roebuck destroying the the drill site well no because i should overthink a movie i like because when we when they go to the roebuck it's sleeping yeah and all all the creatures are are on it it. Mm -hmm. yeah and then once she kills the one the other ones wake up, and you're like, oh, no, they're going to swarm her. But no, the Cthulhu, the giant creature, wakes up. And Lifts starts- its arm or whatever tentacle up off of there, and then she's able to get yeah. inside the building. And then it starts wreaking havoc. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, man, I guess once you really think about, like, the time frame of this movie. And, like, this this is my problem with, like, big monster movies is, like, okay, this causes maximum destruction in a short amount of time because it's so big. Right. So what's going on down with right. this one? Like, are the little ones out actually destroying the wherever they're living? Uh, Kristen Stewart, her gang, you know, and they're making they make it down to the surface, and then they're in the service tunnel. Well, and they're following them. Like it's almost like they're being hunted, so, but they make well, it for over sure there. because they're like they're able to hear them, which makes sense. Like sound travels really well un- in underwater. Yeah, like they hear the banging, um, and like that's so not they normal. can they can follow them as they're walking in the in the rigs yeah so i i follow that i buy that so here's another question as we're talking about this like why are these creatures are they hunting are they doing stuff here's a question that just came to my mind so like in the end of the movie when the pod is going up and cthulhu is sending the swarm to go get the pod uh we know for a fact in the beginning of the movie that the captain sent as many of the crew as he could into all the pods and sent them off yes so what happened did cthulhu Cthulhu uh, did the same thing and send the swarm and take out everybody, or did they escape? Oh, no, they did not. Now? They did not escape because in the paper only two survivors. Oh, so Cthulhu definitely did the same thing. Sent the swarm, took out the pods. Nobody survived except those two. So you know, we talk about so that swarm. Technically, these people should not have made it as far as they did. Correct? Oh, absolutely. Because if we're saying like there was hundreds going after these two pods. These people walking to the Roebuck in the open yes. should have been swarmed. Yes. Not only that, but then when Stuart and um, Emily are Dragon Smith, they're yeah. going super slow. Plus, Emily is running out of oxygen. Plus, 
what's her face? Emily or not Emily? Stuart is um you know hurt the- Nora. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, she's like exhausted and in this crappy old suit, and yeah, already right. like survived all these traumatic events. Saw her captain like explode. Should have been in. Im- well, he imploded, and then his suit exploded. I guess remember that huge shockwave. I was yeah. wondering what caused that. But the suits like they have like little. I don't know, reactor in them or something? I think it's something to do with like the air scrubber maybe, and maybe it's just like the pressurization once it... Yeah, it could be. We we don't know enough about physics. <laughs> <laughs> Especially underwater Especially physics. under deep water physics where humans have never been. <laughs> yeah. We're, I mean, we sit here and talk this, and I say, I like this movie. I've sought it out after I honestly like begrudging. like, okay, I can stream this. I'm going to see what this is, and ended up enjoying it, wanted to watch it again. Yeah. And now that we're talking about, yeah, there's some just dumb shit with it. No, that's but I still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the thing about all movies is the more you think about them, the more problems you're gonna find. Yeah, like so, for sure, I will watch Underwater numerous times. I will never go back to Cell. I'll never watch that ever again. And there's issues with both. There's, yeah. I guess, there's just for me less than Underwater. Oh. And I just enjoy like the atmosphere and what it's creating as opposed to Cell. Despite the fact I like zombie movies, that just doesn't do it for me. I do too. Uh, but I feel like. This is the case where they have rules, they stuck to them, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm overlooking things. Well, I mean, we talk about like... For the most part, they followed the rules they set. That's true. I, I mean... Right? We could do it nitpicky and be like, the pressure, like, do these creatures, can oh, they all survive sure. deep sea? Not if they that, go up, humans. Gonna, yeah. Really? These suits, like, like I, I get well, like... we're the, in the future, so... That is... So right there, Boom. It, it I, answers I, the, I accept a lot we're, more we're because all, it's things we're not used to at all. We're already seven miles down. That doesn't yes. happen today. We're in the future. 100%. Even if it... Not only are we that that uh, far down, but they have an entire civilization yeah. down there. So you've got to just roll with that. Yes. I, yes. I guess my thing with you know the rules is when they're going through the tunnel that connects the two places uh-huh. and Miller gets pulled out, That that's a pressurized place. How did those creatures get in without depressurizing Ooh, it? And then now you're saying that. How does that then, affect them? And then oh. if they okay, hypothetically, if they were able to get in without depressurizing it, yes. can they survive that environment? Right. Because now it's totally different. Absolutely. That would be my one thing. Like, A huge amount yeah, of pressure difference. Yeah. So rules wise, that's probably my nitpick of like we're a little thin but, on following that, so, but we've got a good kill. So, so I it's allowable. Here's something. So I quickly looked up on wikipedia cthulhu okay and it's a cosmic creature so yep, right that there was the word i was looking for so right there boom alien anything's possible you know you go in this saying i don't know what this creature is but in the context of the movie does it matter no exactly when it's you a, write a movie a like this and you're yeah. using this as like the inspiration yeah because you're like well we're gonna do a monster movie okay well we've had movies like uh pacific rim yeah godzilla me, you know, Meg or sharks or octopuses, whatever. Right. What do we do different? And you know, you got to pay tribute. Like, well, it's H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Creature, essentially, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Good on you. It's original enough. Yeah, and like you say, it is still based on like an octopus creature thing, so that works. I mean, aliens Water. its own design. Yeah, alien is unique, but yeah. I'm also okay with like going off of earthly creatures because. I still like the idea that earthly creatures could be aliens at one time that were boom, 
I blasted mean, through space yeah. and you know they became those creatures through evolution blah, blah, blah. well but. you go off that and this movie could have easily taken the route of well we've been mining and experimenting on name a deep sea creature right this one now a sun has evolved and it grew to this size and it does this and this and but instead we're I don't know if shit's going down. We don't know what this is. They're all taken aback when they see Cthulhu and like, holy balls. We thought we were just dealing with smaller things and now it's this giant thing. What yeah. do we do? Just survive. Yeah. I mean, this movie could have taken a lot of like, this movie easily could have been 30 more minutes of surface story of them trying to deal with the events going down low and asking questions or explaining what this creature is and how it happened, but it doesn't. Right. You know, it's not like, Again, you could have been like, yeah, we built all this stuff because we wanted to go see a spacecraft. And then you're talking Sphere. Was that with uh, Bruce Willis? No, good, sir. That was another Samuel L. Jackson movie. I don't know I what you're might have of. seen that. Yeah. Sharon Stone, Dustin Hoffman, they go down. And anyways. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking. You know, I don't there's, know. I, that's why I say, like, I think this movie is original enough to at least warrant one viewing. And you could watch like, well, yeah, this just reminds me of 15 other movies. I still find it enjoyable. Yeah, we've kind of kicked it in the crotch over some of the rules yeah. a little bit because like, well, I mean. If you really think about it. It doesn't. It, that doesn't yeah, work because doesn't if work. they depressurize that tunnel. It's got to have a it's, different it's effect. It's going to reflect. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen to the rest of it. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. They're not rigid. They're clearly really soft. So, And I think the reason this works for me is like, it's claustrophobic. Yeah. You're so restricted. You yeah. can't see very far around yeah. you. Like it's and this alien. is one of the few times too where I'm okay with the dark. I could still yes. see enough and it makes sense. It is pitch dark down there. It's Their like, little beam of light is legit and it only reaches so far and still there's nothing to reflect off of. So it's just darkness. I mean, how terrifying is it when you're driving at night and something either darts in front of your lights or all of a sudden comes into the range of your lights and now yeah. put that seven miles under the water yeah, where it is dark and anything comes flying at you. It's, ugh, don't like it. I think if you're looking for something scary Halloween-ish, this kind of fits the bill a little bit, especially if you are a fan of Alien. <laughs> Maybe Cloverfield, that kind of scratches that itch. Uh, at this review, I'm just going to pick out a couple of paragraphs because it is fudging long, dude. Uh, it's entitled A Well-Made Creature Feature. It may not be original, but it's entertaining. Rated 7 out of 10, which is one of the higher ones we've... Uh, and I kind of came through this, and I, I agree with most of the analysis of this. But um, in terms of problems, there's a rather unjustified use of voiceover to bookend things, explaining the moral of the story. It does kind of start with Nora talking to herself each time, which... I'm okay with that, though. Because you internalize yeah. a lot when you're by yourself in the middle of the That's, ocean. Right. Good way to look at that. Yeah. If I mean, talking we, out loud, that's weird. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we are introduced to her. She's talking to herself. She's brushing her teeth. There's a daddy long leg down there. And she kind of like, you know, has the face of like, what's going on? She doesn't flush it down the drain, kill it. She gets it out of the sink and puts it on the wall. It's an interesting intro to the movie of like, we're deep sea, but yet there's a spider here. Is it, yeah. is that telling us something like, is yeah, this a Jurassic Park moment of life finds a way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably not. Probably <laughs> looking into this. Um, it's unnecessary. It has the effect of making the film feel like an episode of Outer Limits. 
sure. I haven't seen enough outer yeah, limits to know. Me neither. Um, there's also next to no characterization. We learn bits and pieces about Nora and Lucian's backstories, but apart from that, this film is peopled by perfunctory cardboard cutouts. I would agree, but I would say that this movie doesn't require substance. Well, because we learn what we need to along the way. Like, what well, are these people here for? It doesn't matter the backstory. Die. Yeah, exactly. They're just trying to survive. Like, it's not like they're MacGyvering things. They're literally just doing what you do underground. You or underwater. You put on a suit. Yeah. You uh, try to find a pod. She is a elect or no? She's a what? She's an engineer of some kind, mechanical. Something, yeah. Yeah, mechanical. She she's not electrical, but she's mechanical engineer. She knows enough that she can do stuff. Um, she can check out like the status of the rig, the core. You know, that's all very important stuff. Um, but in the grand scheme of thing, it's it's irrelevant. They're just trying to go from point A to point B. Again, if we're going to compare this, and and, and if your complaints going to be at the cardboard cutouts. How much do you really know about the crew on Alien? Besides True. Sigourney's character, and in this case, Stewart's character, what do you really know? Like, uh, these guys work engineering. This is the captain. This is this. This is that. What do you really need to know? Because yeah. it really comes down to, like, yeah, we kind of learn, like, they're family-esque. We learn a little bit more about, like, right. how they work as a group. But you really don't know much about them. Like, at the end right. of the day, they're there to die. And, and Emily, they... Gave a little bit of backstory, like she's like the the intern, no assistant, research assistant. She's like science. You know, you remember more than I do. And it's like, okay, cool. Like again, but it doesn't matter. In the to grand the movie. scheme of things, it doesn't matter because they, they're all just just trying to survive. Like, you know, the only one we need to know about is Kristen Stewart and what her skill sets are because she's the one doing everything. Yeah, once it comes down to like the suits, everybody who's down there is trained on the suits. Yeah, you not everybody's to. trained on to. Do yeah, operate the rigs yeah. or look at stuff on the rigs or whatever. How to blow the rig uh, at the end of the movie. Um, I do agree with them to a certain degree, though. Like, sure, they could have done more, but ultimately it didn't matter. It just would have extended the movie. And it's like, okay, like, I feel cheated because I would have felt cheated, to be honest with you. It's like uh, other movies where they just breeze over characters' backstories. Well, it's like, why even bother? In the same point of, like, there's some downtime in this. How much downtime... And how many of these downtown moments do we need to have of self-reflection or backstory or blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, let's, let's get on to the action. Yeah. Because we have that too much of that. And, right. you know. They're trying to be very like, yeah, a only deep because, movie. Only because like, Sal no. is the last thing we did. Yeah. You got to get from point A to point B. So we're kind of at a walking movie again. But this one seems, this one has more purpose. Yeah. And there's more things going on. Yeah. Uh, it's that's an interesting line to walk of how much character develop do you need in a movie that's an hour and a half when we're doing a creature feature but this one argues that it's not even that uh eubank also seems somewhat confused of whether he's making a disaster movie or a monster movie does it matter well cloverfield is a disaster monster monster movie, movie. any godzilla sometimes is yeah even i would say uh Oh, I just talked. I just said it. Uh, they get a little big met suit. Uh, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, those are disaster movies too. All the aren't they buildings yeah. they destroy and stuff like. I mean, it's... in my mind, movie monster movie or uh, monster movies are disaster movies. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't see the, they the, go hand in hand. The only thing that separates a disaster movie is there's no monster. It's people surviving oh, an earthquake. True or a hurricane. 
or a twister or 2012 yes or <laughs> sharknado the, or the apocalypse yep yep that's the only <laughs> difference what's causing it um <laughs> destruction is destruction what's causing it it's either going to be a monster or nature or nature or cell phones. It is what... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, with certain scenes and elements suggesting one or the other. Slow your roll. It's got to be... How do you not have a disaster or a monster movie without some kind of disaster when you've got a big monster? But I don't okay. know. That's what Exactly. That, that's why monsters are so terrifying is because they destroy things. That's why they're Part scary. Of the terror. That's why they're scary. Yeah. I mean... Critters isn't a disaster movie because <laughs> yes, it is. They're fucking those the critters, basketball. Those oh. critters tear up stuff, dude. Okay. They make a mess. Okay, well, <laughs> that one critter was growing too big. If it grew to the size of a three-story building, is it now a disaster monster movie or is it still a monster movie? Well, that's an alien movie. <laughs> <sighs> However, he never. I don't think this is grammar. Gram, correct. In the grammar, <laughs> if this guy could speak, he would just shut the hell up. However, he never really finds a middle ground, giving the film a slightly schizophrenic tone. I don't agree with that. I think the tone is right where it needs to be, yeah, right down the line. We're not too funny. We're edge. not too sad. We're chaotic. Anything more anxious. Well, that's the thing. It's Fearful. like nervous. I would say G.J. Miller's uh, comic relief is well placed. I don't feel like it's too corny. I he feel like it's over the top. Like it he doesn't do could. exactly. I feel like it's it's a melancholy humor, which is very appropriate. He's trying to chill the mood. Yes, but it's also at the same time a little chuckly. Like it's 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 funny stuff. It's you gotta just like have, dry humor. Yeah, you gotta have some kind of. I mean, speak. You're, you're in a. You're in a. Situation, there's got to be some levity. Otherwise, it's just just way too se- yeah, way too serious. Which is fine. I mean, if if he wasn't there, I think the movie still would stand just fine. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed like his whole bunny shtick, his stuffed bunny thing. Oh, so weird. So weird. But uh, yeah. But again, it was funny because you can picture people in your real life like they decide to do that. Just like an object becomes like their prop. Well, you know, you know you're going down seven miles under the water. You probably got a little. Yeah, you're a little. You. Yeah, you got some screws loose. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, this review continues. <clears throat> Although underwater never manages to rise anywhere, <laughs> I get what they did in there. Ah. Yeah. Near the heights of films such as Alien and Sunshine, I'd have to revisit Sunshine. Yeah, I don't know Sunshine. It deserved better treatment than it received from Fox and Disney. Given the January release, the cliche setup, the two year limbo, and the bland title. Yeah, that was kind of my turn off to this movie too. Was it like underwater? Yeah, and then there was—I I, I do remember crap. the trailer, like when T.J. Miller's like getting pulled back. That scene, like he's like, "It's pulling me back under the water," and I'm like, "Fuck, dude! Like, yeah. what else are you gonna get pulled under? Like, that is some shitty dialogue. Just like I'm, I'm getting pulled. Like, we know you're getting pulled underwater. That's just redundant. Yeah, and that's when the title of the film, so we knew. Yeah, the trailer did nothing to help this movie at all. I, I don't remember if he even says that in the movie. It's pulling me under. When you say water at the end of that, like, duh, it's pulling yeah. me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if it's in the movie. Uh, it wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> expecting much from this, but I was pleasantly surprised. As was I. As me too. I want it. <laughs> it won't change your life, but it's an entertaining and well-made creature feature. That I'd agree with. Yeah. Some of the other gripes, 
I'm on the fence about. No, I feel like they were justified. Um, like at the same time, they're not like huge. Yeah, it's like, man, they're just coming up with stuff, critiques, you know. Came up with something. They're they're justified, but yeah, I I'm curious. For one, coming up with a different uh title. Yeah, I don't uh, know how you different do that. trailer. It's not like you- and release date would help it tremendously. I still it- think making a trailer is a lost art, and I don't know it what is. you name this movie without. I mean, do you call it Roebuck? Do you make it like some kind of like not ne- like that's a mainstay in the movie, but like it's like a mysterious. I like Roebuck. I think Roebuck would have been decent. The Roebuck. Yeah. Or 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 Titan. Or you know, the name of the company. About Seafloor. Mm. Too much like Seafloor now. Seafloor. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you don't want to call it like no. Cthulhu or anything. Or like, you, you don't, don't want to call it the Mariana Trench either. And then uh, when you make the trailer, you can't lean too heavily like showing what happened in the last ten minutes with the big creature. Like, Which you is show so small... difficult because like the I know, movie you gotta... is like I know. go, go, go. It's like and maybe that's why there was the baby. The baby was only there to be part of the movie so they could be in the trailer. Because you don't want to, like, oh, it's just little weird creatures. But then you see them, like, oh, it's bigger and bigger. Well, that's the thing, too. It, I guess draw people in, give them the backstory of Cthulhu. But then you got to have more Cthulhu in this movie instead of the last 10 minutes. No. Okay. I don't think you so. Think, oh, no? I think it works. Well, fine. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what about Prometheus? How was that? Was the box office terrible? I assume it was terrible. Here's the thing. I don't remember that, but you get something that's a splinter off alien. I'm sure it made its money back. And then once but the they, word got they, out, it was like, I thought oh. they made it not clear that it was a splinter off alien. I thought they were kind of like hinting at it, but they weren't actually I, saying it. Because I didn't watch. Well, I did Here's watch the it. thing. I, I think it. you put Ridley Scott on there and you, <laughs> yeah. know, and you, and yeah. you give it the feel of a sci-fi alien movie. Yeah. You're getting butts in the seats. Yep. And, I mean, and release date too. I mean, you you have precedence. Yeah. You release it when you should. You have decent trailers. Which, which begs you, the you have a decent cast too. Which begs the question: Put any any director that's got a really Scott, a Tony Scott, a, a Steven Spielberg directed by on this. Can you be more vague on your trailer and premise? Yes. As opposed to what you have here, like well, we've got to do a little bit more. But I would even say most trailers now with big names or big money really just shows you the whole they show shows, you shows the their best, hand in the that like parts, well cool yeah. it's not I know that yeah. this is eventually going to happen and, and that is yeah. one of my most disappointing parts about trailers is that when they show the best parts of the movie and watching the trailer was better than watching the movie or when the trailer is opposite of that and it gives you like the cliche stupid moments like, well, I don't need to see it because it just looks stupid. And that was my problem with this oh, one. Yeah. I didn't like the title. I agree with this analysis too. And then the trailer was just like dumb. Oh, I like, yeah. Gosh. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. I think I was the same way. I'm pretty sure I saw the trailer, but it, I immediately forgot it. I was like, and like I said, no I'm, desire to watch that ever. I'm a sucker for alien esque movie. Oh, underwater or space. Yeah. Yeah. And when this trailer is like making me go, eh. right. Yeah, and the trailer made me not want to yeah, watch it. You did a terrible job with the trailer. Yes. I think John and I have talked about it. If you can have focus groups of your movie, why are not having focus groups of your trailer? True. Is that even a thing? Because it I should be a no thing. Idea. Hey, watch this two-minute trailer. Are we giving too much away? What's this movie about? Would you go see it based on this? Oh, no? Well, let's re-edit. Yeah, let's show you another version. I don't know. You yeah. would think You would think that they would. Mm-hmm. But then again... It's movie, th- you know, the movie industry. Who knows? I have no idea what they do. 
Well, maybe maybe movie rewrite failed on doing real Halloween movies for our <laughs> Halloween set of movies, but I think we Just picked some bit. fun ones that uh, you know, yeah. we hit. You know, we hit animatronic monsters, uh, critters. I think this is really good zombie. for yeah ones that you haven't seen before or even heard before or want to avoid altogether. You know, or the horrors of listening to static on a TV or a radio. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and then you get a creature feature with underwater. Yeah, it's great. I think out of these, there's only two of them that I really despise, and that'd be uh, Cell and White Noise. The other three I'm fine with, just because again, I guess I'm sucker for weird alien or murders animatronics. But either I way, agree. I agree. White way. Noise was well. You can do better or worse in your viewing for Halloween scares yeah. than what we did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Underwater is is at least worth one watch. It's, it's worth an a hour watch. and a half. Yeah, it's quick it's, and easy. Yeah, you, you are immediately into the action. It's pretty pretty fast pace. Yep. Just real quick, how do you feel about the end of this movie? We kind of touched on it. Do we like the fact that this movie kind of breaks that rule of our main person dying at the end? I like it. I do too. I like it for that fact. Like so often, like watching it, I was like, well, she's the main character. The captain dies. Well, she's got to survive. She's the most qualified. Clearly, these other people are inept. They're falling apart. Clearly, she's going to survive. And then when she didn't, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So having said that, does she blow the place up just because the mer creatures were going after the pods? Or, that was my understanding. Or yes. just otherwise she wasn't going to blow it up. She was just going to let that thing destroy her. Well, I think she was on the edge because there was another pod for her to take. It was pretty messed up though cuz she kind of acted defeated cuz she sat there and just watched this thing and once the alarm started going off that I think that was the same proximity. premise of the opening scene when she was waiting to the last second to make a decision whether to close the door or not. This was the same deal. She was oh. on the fence and she was like what do I do? I could just, I was going to just go, but now clearly my cohorts are going to be caught and then I will be too. Okay. So the only real option Wait, is just to so blow I'm up clear, everything. Are you thinking there's a pot for her to get out on? I thought so. Am I wrong about that? I took it as like, she got to that third one and the dude's like, so are we all good to go? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get him sent off. And then Emily's like, are you going? And she's like, yeah, she yeah, punches yeah. her in the face. And I she's love like, that scene. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, no, your pod's messed up, huh? And she's like, no, you make it. You go. It's fine. Yeah, then Stuart punches her and pushes oh. her in there. Like, she knows so she, she can't. So she knew she was screwed. Yeah, and I think, yeah. And so once they're up, like, she just kind of sits defeated. Oh. And I well, don't think she knows what she's going to do. But No, no, she does. Like you, like you said, she she knew that she wasn't going to be able to escape, and then that's why she ran the scenario of seeing how the blast radius. Oh, okay. She was making sure that the pods were out of the range. Uh, so she was before just she, and she okay. knew she was going to die. So she was defeated. She knew it was over, but at okay. the same time, she was also she knowing was that she was the, saving her her okay those who could get them save. out of range and yeah. then hit it and then destroy everything down there. Yeah. Okay. And that was a great scene too. I loved the scene when Cthulhu got burned up. He tried to get away. Yeah, trying to crawl out and got sucked into the implosion. And then the credits start rolling, and you see like there's two, two survivors, and then like yeah. they don't know what happened, and they're planning and the on cor- going back down there and the again. The corporation covered it all up. 
I don't think they knew. Legit knew, but it just says they're they're going well, back they, down they, the drill. They knew because the survivors told them everything. Oh yeah, that's right. There's they no doubt that the survivors told okay. them everything. Not only that, but any of the uh any of the uh transmissions that they might have had. Oh, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they were transmitting the whole time, you would assume. I mean, why would you not having a constant communication I'm or regular board. communication? I'm on board for underwater too. Yeah. If they're literally going to go back again, which why would you do that? It, well, t- it makes it sense why you would future. do that. Because guess what? They destroyed the monster. The threat is gone. Go back. Get that Get that oil or whatever they're getting. But is it redundant then to have another Cthulhu monster attack an oil rig like that? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Is, is there know. just one Cthulhu? I don't know. Or is Cthulhu just one of a species? I don't know. It, they're cosmic. I, I like the idea of an underwater two where it's more of an investigation, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Where did Cthulhu come from? Investigation. I like that. Underwater two. Let's do it. Maybe they. Come on, Disney. Maybe they. Oh, God damn it, Disney. Maybe they drill into a portal. Ah, but they weren't in Pacific well, Rim. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, did they open a dimensional door? The portal this, to hell? Where this creature came out? No, just that like space yeah. portal thing in the bottom of the, uh, the ocean floor. There's, there's things to explore, and this movie will not have a franchise to explore. <laughs> It'll them, so never, it's ever happen. <laughs> fan fiction in your own mind to figure out what happens <sighs> if they ever continued. Good old fan fiction. Yeah, this stuff. All right, Jake. Movie rewrite says underwater good. Do you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I'd say it's watch. spooky Halloween after you've trick-or-treated. <sighs> Not necessarily. Open up your Reese's. Uh, depends on what you're in the mood for. If you're in the mood for Halloween-y stuff, nah. Um, Save this for a different day. If you're looking for a nice rainy, Save it for a rainy day. Yes, that would be good. A deluge day? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay, maybe not necessarily Halloween. But we did it for Halloween. Yes, we did. It's Halloween it was today. <laughs> if you listen to it on Halloween, that's what we talked about. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> we got no ghouls, no witches, no Frankensteins, no werewolves. No zombies pumpkins. was the closest thing, and those weren't real zombies. True. They I, were, uh, they I were, don't know. They were, they were technology zombies. <laughs> Whatever your <laughs> definition of zombies are, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Anyways... Happy Halloween. We'll see you soon with uh, maybe some uh, festive Thanksgiving and or Christmas. We'll see. Ooh. You'll see. We'll find out. That holiday cheer. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Movie rewrite. See you later. Oh, bye. shut up.